just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Most likely, we all know what movie that's from. Finding Nemo. In the movie, we see pretty early on that Marlin is a perpetual warrior and has some trust issues. For instance, as Marlin and Dory are on their journey to find Nemo, Dory gets a gut feeling that they should swim through a dark sea trench, not over it. But Marlin doesn't trust her and tricks Dory into swimming over the trench, where they end up getting attacked by jellyfish. Later in the movie, Marlin and Dory get swallowed by a whale. As they hold on to the whale's tongue for dear life, Dory hears the whale tell her to let go. Now Marlin is still struggling with trust issues, and he doesn't understand whale speak, so he doesn't like that idea one little bit. He asks Dory, how do you know that everything's going to be okay? Dory says, I don't. So in spite of the fact that they could die and be digested by the whale, Dory doesn't fear. She has faith that the whale is helping them. In the difficult situations in life, how do we respond? Are we Marlins or Dories? How do we respond to God? Do we respond with fear or faith in the midst of scary, challenging situations? Do we trust in God when things get hard? I hope we do. And Jesus wants to teach us that he is the sovereign, powerful God of the universe, whom we can entrust our entire lives to. And that's the lesson the disciples are about to learn in our scripture from Matthew today. Matthew 8, 23 through 27 says, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. All three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, tell this story and essentially keep the main point the same. I believe that the main point of the text can be summed up by saying, Jesus is the all-powerful Lord of the universe, and we can and should trust him. Let's walk through this verse by verse and see how this plays out. Verse 23 and 24 start out by giving us the context and the setting of the story. There's a boat, a storm, and a napping Jesus. Now Jesus and his disciples get into the boat on the Sea of Galilee. Now being in a boat with Jesus is great, but that doesn't guarantee smooth sailing. When Jesus and the disciples are on the boat, a major storm comes. Waves crash into the boat and threaten to sink it. Storms like this were not unusual. The Sea of Galilee is 696 feet below sea level and is known for its sudden, often violent storms. This violent storm, however, serves God's purpose 
so that Jesus can display his deity and power, as well as show the disciples their weak faith. And in the midst of this violent storm, Jesus is sleeping. This reminds us of Jesus' humanity. He has a human nature, just like us, only without sin. It's also too important to remember that even though Jesus in his humanity is asleep, Jesus, being fully God, never slumbers or sleeps, as Psalm 121 reminds us. And this transitions us into verse 25, where we see the disciples' fear get a hold of them. And here, the disciples make the false assumption that because Jesus is sleeping, they're going to drown. They really start to panic. They wake Jesus from his sleep, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. The disciples' fear is greater than their confidence in Jesus' power. And even though this is probably the worst storm they had ever experienced, we can't forget that most of the disciples are professional fishermen. They would be out on the water all the time. And, to top it all off, the disciples had just seen Jesus perform many miracles earlier that day. But, in the midst of their fear, the disciples start thinking irrationally. They think that Jesus' napping means that he doesn't care if they drown. The disciples focused on the huge waves capsizing their boat instead of focusing on Jesus. But Jesus sees the storm differently. He sees the storm from the perspective of his all-powerful sovereignty. Verse 26 demonstrates how Jesus uses this storm as a teaching opportunity for his disciples. He was about to show them a very clear picture of who he is. But before he calms the storm, we see first in verse 26 the issue of the disciples' small faith. Jesus questions his disciples by asking, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Notice that Jesus doesn't fault the disciples for waking him up, but for being timid and afraid. The disciples had said that they believe him, but the faith they just showed was small. They thought that if Jesus was sleeping, he couldn't save them. They had a little faith that he could save them if he was awake. Then, after he questions them, Jesus rebukes the wind and the waves, calming the storm completely. Jesus shows the disciples his incredible power. He shows them his deity. In the Old Testament, we see God controlling the forces of nature many times. Here, we see Jesus' sovereign, all-powerful authority over creation. At once, the sea stilled. There were no more waves, no more wind, no more storm. Also, it's important to see that Jesus does all of this by his spoken word. Just by speaking, he stops the storm. It makes sense that verse 27 tells us how the disciples are amazed, asking, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? So the disciples go from questioning Jesus' indifference and lack of concern to questioning his identity. They are amazed. The disciples had never seen a storm turn to instant calm. 
They knew Jesus was a great man and teacher, but this passage shows us both Jesus' humanity and divinity. Jesus' display of his glory and power lead the disciples to see that Jesus is God. So on a day that probably started like every other, it took just one sunstorm for the disciples to see and learn more about Jesus than they ever thought when they first entered the boat. What can we learn as Jesus' followers today from this story? I believe this passage shows us our need to remember that Jesus is the all-powerful Lord of the universe. Since Jesus is fully God, he is omnipotent, all-powerful. Grudem defined God's omnipotence well. He says, and I quote, God's omnipotence means that God is able to do all his holy will. End of quote. This means that God has the power to carry out whatever he decides to do in his perfect plan. That, of course, doesn't contradict his own character. As believers, it's important to remember that God's power is infinite. It's not limited by anything. His power is free. It's not constrained by anything. God's power is sovereign over everything. His purposes cannot be thwarted. And his power always works for his glory and our good. And our passage in Matthew is a great reminder of this. When Jesus rebukes the sea, he demonstrates how he has absolute authority over all creation. He shows the same power Yahweh displayed in the Old Testament. He shows that he is not your average, everyday rabbi. He shows that he is God Almighty. We can also learn from this passage how to trust Jesus in the midst of our fear and how we need to turn our fear into faith. Fear is something we all deal with on a daily basis. And often, our temptation to fear causes us to think of what could happen. When this happens, we exclude God from the picture altogether, or think that God cannot or will not work all things for our good. And then our thinking becomes bleak and depressing. We fail to focus on God and end up fixating on our fear instead. We don't think logically and like Jesus' disciples, start to ask the wrong questions. What happens if a lot of water gets into the boat? What happens if the wind starts to blow really hard? What happens if the mast breaks and I can't steer anymore? But faith asks better questions. Is Jesus present? Yes. Does Jesus care about my problems? Yes. Can I trust Jesus in this situation? Yes. Faith reminds us that we can trust God. Faith knows that Jesus is sovereign and has the power over everything we fear. Faith clings to Jesus even when the present situation is dark. Faith shows us that Jesus will never stop being faithful. And faith causes us to see how much Jesus cares for us. No storm in life is greater than him, and we have the comfort of knowing 
that we can pray for his help at any moment. That said, this passage does remind us that just because Jesus is with us doesn't imply that everything will be easy. Life will have troubles and storms. We live in a fallen, broken world. Life is hard, and bad things do happen. There's sickness, accidents, death. Unlike the disciples, though, when things seem hopeless and we're tempted to fear, we need to respond in faith and trust. There's no need to doubt him. Jesus may remove us from a storm completely, but he might choose to lead us through it. I like how missionary Corey Ten Boom reminds us of this when she says, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Finally, this passage paints the picture of how Jesus calmed the greatest, most terrible storm we have ever faced. Sin, death, hell, the eternal wrath of God being poured out forever on sinners who didn't believe in Jesus. Like Roman 3 tells us, no one is righteous and no one seeks God. You can look throughout the entire Bible and get this theme. We are fallen, sinful human beings who need a savior. And living life in sin apart from God is our greatest storm. But Jesus, through his power, calms our storm and brings us to salvation. Salvation is not our own doing in any way. We need Jesus to calm the storm of our sin. We need his sovereign, saving grace, because without it, there's no hope of rescue. We need God to change us so that we can see and savor the sweetness of the gospel. We need God to open our eyes to love him and all that is holy. We need Jesus to be perfect on our behalf and to die for our sins. We need the all-powerful Savior to rescue us from the wrath of God. We need the Holy Spirit to transform our hearts and cause us to respond in faith in Jesus. We need complete and total rescue from our storm. And that's exactly what Jesus does for all who repent and believe in his name. As we leave here today and go about our daily lives, I hope that we remember the important lesson Jesus teaches us here in Matthew. I pray we start to trust him more and more in all the storms of life and rely on him as our mighty savior. So I hope we turn our fears into faith and our faith into the worship of our almighty savior as we rest assured in the arms of our all-powerful God. Let's pray.